You're listening to episode number 51 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I'm so excited to chat with Brandy Gar all about the importance of valuing our own time as an entrepreneur. So I'm so excited for you guys to learn how to get paid what you're really worth. Now, Brandy Gar is a luxury event planner, thought leader, educational speaker, and the host of the She Who Dares podcast. As a lifelong lover of all things events, Brandy spent seven years as a corporate event planner with the prestigious Gaylord Hotels brand before opening her own event consulting firm. Blush by Brandy Gar and 11 Events by Blush have quickly become known for their over-the-top events and high-touch standard of customer service. Brandy is passionate about teaching new and aspiring entrepreneurs her exact strategies in growing two six-figure businesses. She provides expert tools for those who are ready to make their side hustle into a full-time passion. Her goal is to help new businesses beat the statistics by starting with a successful-minded focus. You guys are seriously in for an incredible conversation today. I can't wait to introduce you to Brandy. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to maximize your productivity and find peace in motherhood and business. That way you can have time for the things that really matter, like binging your favorite show and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey, Brandy. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to welcome you to the show. I cannot wait to talk to you today about the importance of valuing our time as service-based entrepreneurs and creating a sustainable business model where we actually get paid appropriately for our time. Yes. Oh, sorry, Ashley. I just wanted to say thank you for having me because I'm really excited about this topic and chatting with you about it today. Absolutely. So before we jump in, I just really would love for you to take a minute and share with our listeners more about who you are, what you do, and who you live with. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Brandy Gar, as Ashley said, and I have an event planning company in Orlando, Florida called Blush by Brandy Gar. It's been around for 14 years and it's strictly weddings. We only plan weddings for blush. And then I also have 11 events by blush, which is a corporate events planning company where we plan galas and annual conferences and all that kind of fun stuff. And I'm also a coach for wedding professionals. So I help wedding pros understand the value of their time and I help them to really scale their business to make it sustainable for long-term. And I'm also a mother of three beautiful girls, which we actually call the gargoyles, (laughs) Um, the coin termed by my sister-in-law who always wished she had a sister so she could be a gargoyle. Um, And so once we had three girls, she was like, you have to call them that. And so lots and lots of people know them by that anytime they show up around town. 
And I'm married to my incredible husband, who's also my business partner. We will be married 16 years this May. And um, him and I both work full-time in our businesses. So it's a lot of fun to get to work together. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Congrats on 16 years. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I love that. crazy. We actually, just last night, we both were like, how many years has it been? Because for whatever reason, we always both think we got married in 2005. I have no idea why, um, but we didn't. We got married in 04. So we'll have to do the math. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to have you on today because you are such a wealth of knowledge. And I know that our listeners are going to learn so much from this conversation today. Um, but I wanted to kind of start by digging deeper into this idea of like solopreneurship. Like a lot of people start their business without really knowing what the heck they're doing. I mean, I'll be honest, that was me. I decided like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to start my business. And I had no clue what to even do. So I just learned along the way. But one thing that I know you're really passionate about teaching is that entrepreneurs must pay themselves a salary or they will just end up with a glorified hobby. Yep. So can you walk us through like the mindset behind this and why is it so important to have a plan in place to actually pay ourselves what we're worth? Yeah, this is such a great question. And I am incredibly passionate about this. And though I teach wedding pros, really it applies to all creative business owners because at the end of the day, if you're only providing a service, it is a lot harder to value your time and create packages because you don't have a product to kind of have to, you know, when you have a product, you can say, Oh, you add, you know, two times the product cost and that's your, that's the cost of your product. But with time, we often get a little bit confused by it. It's like, but it's just my time. It's totally fine. I don't mind doing it for free or, uh, you know, it's okay. I'll just charge a little bit because it's just my time. But here's the thing. Time is the only non-renewable resource that we have. There's no more of it and there's no less of it. It's literally Every single person, it's the only even playing field that we have with every other human being on earth. And we forget that you can make more money, you can buy more products, you can have more stuff, but you can never get more time. So the fact that we end up valuing our time really so little as entrepreneurs is almost shocking. And I've totally done it myself as well. Thankfully, my parents were entrepreneurs as well. And I remember my mom saying, so my journey, just so you guys kind of have an understanding of where I came from, I was the breadwinner for my family. Really, I've always, I said to my husband before we were even married, I'm like, listen, I'm a career girl. Don't ever take that away from me. Like I'm driven. I have goals. I'm going places. So if you want to come along for the journey, <laughs> you're welcome. But, and you can have your own dreams too, but like I have plans. And so I was working for a big hotel and I was making great money and kind of climbing the corporate ladder. And then we had our first daughter. And, you know, as most of you listening probably know, having kids can really change your life. And I never thought it would change my life like it did. And um, But I started realizing that I wasn't seeing her. Like I was used to working 12-hour days and I was continuing to do that. And I was like, this is not worth it anymore. Like I have someone that needs my attention. And so I decided to start my own company. And really for the first probably two years, I was only paying myself what was left over, which was minimal. I mean, you guys know, you've we've all been through this, I'm sure. 
But if you're listening and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I only pay myself what's left over too. You, you know, it's very rare that there's any left over because we find things like you always say, oh, I'm putting it back into the business to grow it. And I think that that's really important too. But my mom stopped me at some point and she was like, listen, you went from bring, being the breadwinner and making this incredible salary and you were working 12 hours a day. I get it. You don't want to do that anymore. But now you're working like around the clock to grow this business and you're making nothing. And it's really going to put a strain on your marriage. It's going to put a strain on your household. Like you can't quit your job to work more and make less. It doesn't even make sense. So she was like, you have to be able to pay yourself a fair wage, not what I was making before, but a fair wage for what you're working. Because at some point, if we had to replace you in the business, the business would have to be able to sustain a salary for you or it would just go away. And now you, what she was trying to explain to me is that we build these businesses that are actually not worth anything. If you ever wanted to sell it or God forbid something happened to you, what would your spouse be able to do with it? Nothing because you never paid yourself from it. So we can't even replace you as the business owner or as a salary. And so that's where it becomes, it became very real to me that I was like, yeah, wait a second. I quit my job to build this legacy and to be with my daughter more, but all I'm really doing is just working a whole, whole lot and not actually bringing any money into our home. So it was then really about two years in is when my mom sat down with me and she was like, you have to put a, an amount for you that is fair and is going to help you sustain your home with your husband into your budget. And now you know that you can see all of your costs. Now you know, okay, this is my cost to continue running my business. And so that's kind of how it started for me. And I became more and more passionate about it as I would hear business owners say, well, I don't draw a salary from my business yet. And they're like four or five, six, seven years in business. And I'm like, well, when, when are you planning to? And it's okay if you're not, I guess, for you, for anybody that's listening. But at the end of the day, if you're creating a business, a business has to be able to pay its employees and you have to be one of the employees. You, you're its most important asset because you're the owner. So that's where this kind of passion came into play and really how I think about it. I think what a lot of business owners do is they calculate their costs and maybe as a service-based business, you I mean, your costs are probably minimal, maybe $10,000 a year, right? If you don't have a studio, it's just domain hosting and you know advertising here and there, which you don't realize is you're not paying yourself. So you never have a goal of this higher dollar ticket to be able to compensate that salary. So that's really what I teach and what I'm super passionate about is helping people understand that your business isn't sustainable long-term if you're not able to pay yourself from it. Um, and it's really more of a glorified hobby than an actual business. Yeah. And that makes total sense because I think I heard a statistic one time that even said like the majority of entrepreneurs never like reach a revenue over $50,000. And, yeah. and for a lot of like, especially mompreneurs, like we're like, yeah, well, we don't really necessarily need the money, right? Because we mm -hmm. might have our spouse that's the breadwinner that brings home the paycheck and we're, you know, primarily the childcare provider mm -hmm. and we might start our business. I know this is me. I started my business because... I wanted to do something that was for me that would allow me to be able to, you know, stay home with my kids once I had them. Because I actually started my photography business before I had my daughter, but I didn't really get 
you know, into it really until she was born. And I decided this is really what I want. I don't want to be working all these random jobs, piecing together money. Um, But what I did realize was that it got so complacent for me to just think, oh, well, I don't have to make money. So I just, I guess I'm not going to work so hard. Although in the end, like I do, I did. I started, ended up working more so like you said, than I would at a job that I was getting paid way more at. Mm -hmm. So I guess where is like the first step that you would recommend people to take? Like how can they start to kind of unpack how much they need to be charging so that they can bring home this reasonable salary? Yeah. So there's definitely a, a handful of steps to it, but the simplest and first step that you have to do is to create a budget for your business. And I coach a lot of wedding pros that are all, you know, in this service-based industry, like everyone listening to this. And when I, when I say, okay, let's look at the budget that you currently have for your business, shock and awe of how many are like, I don't have one. And, and you guys, please, when you hear me say these things, know that I'm so passionate about this because I want to teach people, but know that I'm also not like throwing shade because you don't, because I've been there. It's just that I'm on the other side of it now. And I'm like, gosh, I do not want people going through that like I did. And thankfully, my mom was able to help me early in my business. But just I just want you guys to know, like, I'm super passionate about this. So I don't really mince words on it. But I'm also not throwing shade. It's a learning moment. I learn as I go too. So um, that's really what I'm here to do is to kind of help educate. But So the first step is to create that budget and what that looks like. And um, I actually gave Ashley the budget template that I use for my coaching clients. So if you guys are interested in it, Ashley, are we going to link that in the show notes? Can they grab it there? Okay. So you guys can grab the budget template that I use for my coaching clients and for my business. And really it's going to prompt you to fill in all these different things. Now you may have certain things, you know, that you don't have in your business or that you do that you can add in. So feel free to adjust it. Um, but what it's going to do is it's going to ask you to put in the numbers for all of these things. And you really have to research what those numbers are. So don't just like willy nilly be like, meh, I spend about $3,000 in advertising. No, list out each place that you spend on advertising. So like, that's the first category. So I would say, you know, if you advertise with the knot or you advertise in a local publication or wherever you want to put each one of those things in there. Um, things like car payment are in there. And some people look at me like I have two heads when I say car payment. Um, you know, your business likely doesn't sustain enough for a car payment when you're first starting out. But as you grow, that's one way to pay yourself less, um, but to go ahead and write off more through your business. So for instance, now my husband and I purchase our cars through our business when we do purchase cars. So like little things like that, or your cell phone, if you have to have a cell phone for your business, then you can pay for your cell phone through your business so that you don't necessarily have to pay your salary so high. So those are things that it's going to prompt you for. And then it's also going to have an area for salaries. So this is what I want you to hear when you think about your salary. You don't have to pay yourself what you were making at your full-time job yet, okay? So that can be a goal. If you were making $80,000 at your full-time job and you're like, yeah, Brandy, hi, I can't do that right now. Neither could I at first. I think my I think my starting salary from my business was $18,000. If I remember correctly, that's what my mom put in my budget. And that was clearly not enough to sustain my household, but it was enough with my husband's salary for us to manage for a certain period of time. He was like, I feel like if we can at least take that from the business, then that feels comfortable. We can, and then we can keep adding to it. 
So don't feel like you have to have this huge number there, but you have to get used to having something there because if you don't, you won't do it. And so you're going to put a full-time salary for yourself. And then if you do have any contractors, so let's say you're a photographer and you always have a second shooter on your weddings and you pay them you know, contractor 1099. So you're going to want to have a contractor right there or if you have a VA or anything like that. Um, and you just really keep going through the budget spreadsheet and you fill it all out. And that's going to tell you what your total costs are that you have to cover. So let's say you decide you're going to pay yourself a salary of 25000 at first. And then plus all your other costs, your total costs are about forty to 45000 That can sound scary as a new business owner. It's like, how can I possibly bring in 45000 in one year? But now you know. You're like, okay that's my goal. And when you have a goal that you're working towards, now it's so much easier than just this like vagueness of, I just need to make money. You know, it's so much easier to say, this is how much I need to make. And then when you start breaking your packages down, now you can see, okay, well, my average package is $3,000. So if I need to book $45,000 in revenue, that's only 15 clients. I need to book 15 $3,000 packages. Now it starts to sound so much simpler. You're like, wait a second, I can book 15 $3,000 packages. Like that's, that's not that hard. And if you do it, if you meet that goal, now you're paying yourself a salary of $25,000. So every single month you're going to write yourself a check. And I'm not an accountant, so I'm not here to tell you whether you should actually be an employee or take owner's draws. That's something to talk to your accountant about. But every single month, you will pay yourself every single month the same amount of that 25000 however that works out. So what is that? A little over $2,000 a month. You're going to pay yourself and you're going to just get used to it. And then the next year, you're going to set a higher financial goal and you're going to maybe make your salary 30000 or whatever it is. But now you can have a goal and you can break it down. It makes it a lot easier to work towards. That is awesome. I love that. So I know that a lot of the moms listening right now are going to be like, that sounds awesome. Like, how do I actually do that? So now that they have the budget in place and they know, like, this is what I would like to be making, like, how do they know if that's reasonable based, like, let's say a new business owner, for example, like they're just starting out. I always hear advice from people that say things like, oh, well, your business is not going to be profitable for the first several years anyways. And so, you know, I think that sets business owners up for failure (laughs) to think that way in some regard, you know, so like what, what would you suggest for when people are starting to think this through, they have their budget set in place, they know what they want to make. Now, how do they work towards making that happen? Yeah, that's a great question. So that's really why the budget is so important. So let's just say, for instance, when I do this with coaching clients, this is what how we always start off is we say, how much do you want to make from your business? Like if you could wave a magic wand in, you know, by year three, let's say, how much do you want to make from your business? Because if we're talking 10 or 15 years out, obviously you're going to be like a million dollars or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> But let's be realistic. You know, how much do you really want to make from your business? You as a salary. So let's just say, you know, they want to make $60,000. Like that's what they would consider a full-time income. So that's what we're working towards. So we plug that number in first. So I would say to you, whatever it looks like for your business, um, 
plug that in first. So it could be that you think I'd like to make 60,000 or I'd like to make 70,000, whatever that number is, plug that in first and then see what your total expenses are. Once you add in all your other stuff, make sure you add in everything you guys like software, domain hosting, everything. Um, once you add that all in, let's say you end up with like a hundred thousand dollars that you need to make in revenue. And if you still have that same example of a $3,000 package, you know, that might be tough. That's like 33 clients, I think. Am I doing math right? I think it is. <laughs> 33 clients would be about 99,000. So that you, that's when you have to start reflecting and say, do I really think I can book 33 clients in year one? I mean, I literally am just starting out. So I don't feel like I can possibly book that many clients. I feel like I could probably book, you know, I don't know, 15, 20, whatever. And so then you start to look at that revenue and you look at where you can save or where you can change things up. So I always work backwards from it and I say, okay, well, clearly I'm not going to be able to pay myself 60 or $70,000 in year one, but I like to have a conversation with my spouse or with your partner and say, what do I need to make for my business to quit my job or for you to feel like it's worth me spending this much time on it? And you really have that conversation together because if there's anything I've learned over 14 years of working full-time with my husband, it's that that communication has to be open and they have to be bought into. So I really think it's important to have that conversation and just say, you know, I think I feel comfortable paying myself about 15,000 this first year. Um, and to do that, I need to book X number of clients. Um, how do you feel about that? Like, does that feel good? And then next year we'll, we'll work towards making that a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Um, because you want your spouse to not just be like, I literally feel like you work all day long on this business, but I don't ever see any return from it because that's really deflating too. And so you want to make sure that they're bought in, they understand what you're doing and that they understand how much financially you're going to be able to contribute to the family if you need to contribute financially to the family. Or, I mean, even if your spouse makes all the money your family needs, but you say, hey, I'm going to start a business and it's going to be our vacation fund. Well, if you only pay yourself like a thousand or two thousand, that's not a great vacation. So, <laughs> you know, you even want to think about that. Like, what together have you decided your business really needs to come up with? So that's kind of how I work it is I throw a number in there first, and then I either make it higher or make it lower based on whether I really think that I can book that many clients or not based on my packages. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, Brandy. That was so helpful. Good. Now I know like a lot of the moms listening might be feeling like a $3,000 package might be, you know, something that they aspire to or something that they, <laughs> you know, want to charge in the future, but that might not be something that's like super viable right now. Right. Yep, yep. But I think what you're saying can still be applied no matter what the costs, right. No matter what they're charging. It's just knowing that we have to know our overhead costs first to be able to even see if what we're offering is worth our time. And so yes. I would love for you to share with us too, like what are some of the ways that we can show up and be more visible in order to fill our goals? You know, when we're coming up with those revenue goals that we want to make and we mm -hmm. know what we're worth, now we have like slotted, you know, how many clients we need or how many packages we need to sell. What are some like ways that we can actually show up and be visible? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is such a great question. So just so you guys know, when I first came into the market, I had one daughter, right? She was one. And, um, I, my 
only package at the time was a thousand dollars. So I'm a wedding planner, just so you guys kind of have an idea. And, um, and that was, that was my package. I'm way more than that now, but that is what I came into the market because I felt like that was comfortable and I felt like I could bring on enough clients to cover all of our overhead um, with that package. And then we kind of grew from there. So I, I'm not telling you $3,000 should be your package price. I'm just letting you know that you have to base it off of something. And so once you kind of know, okay, my package is whatever it is, $500, $1,000, whatever it is that you do, or your hourly rate, right? So like, let's say you charge by the hour for what it is that you do if you're a graphic designer or something else. And you just need to know what that is so that you know how many of your widget, whether that's hourly or packages or whatever your widget is that you're basing it off of, you just have to know how many of those you need to sell to cover your costs and then whatever, you know, your costs are. I also want to say really quick, just to make sure I know that so much of your audience is mompreneurs and you guys, I preach this on my platform. Success does not mean six figures or seven figures or a full-time salary. It does not mean that it's whatever it is to you and your family and what works for you. When my girls were little, I took a much, much lower salary from my company for a long time because I needed to be with them more because they were little. So I spent a lot more time being a mom than I did as a business owner. As they grew older, I was able to really scale my business very quickly because they were in school and things like that. So define what success is for you and and put blinders on to everything else. Like, Do not feel like, oh my gosh, well, Brandy says I have to pay myself a full-time salary. No, you don't. You have to pay yourself what you and your partner have discussed. So I just kind of wanted to make sure that everybody feels that freedom. Like, do not feel like I'm telling you, you have to hit six figures to be successful because I definitely do not believe that. Um, that's the gift of entrepreneurship too, <laughs> is that you make it whatever you want it to be. I just want to make sure that you understand what it is and you're not just like kind of flying willy nilly. Um, so in really thinking about how do I get these clients? How do I know if I have a viable product? things like that. I will say the first thing, since so much of your audience, Ashley, is mompreneurs, is that we're women, right? And we tend to undervalue our time. <laughs> like that's just a, a worldwide statistic. Women do not charge enough for their time. Um, we have a hard time charging at all for our time. And so I really want you to first understand that this is your non-renewable resource. Remember that. And for every single thing that you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. So if you quit your job to be a mom and you're, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm home with my kids, but I'm also building a business for every single client that you walk out the door for, you're saying no to your kids. So it must be worth it for you to do that. Like you must charge something to walk out the door because, you're saying no to family time or you're saying no to a birthday party or whatever it is, or just playing Legos on the floor. So make sure it's worth it. Don't undervalue yourself. Set a dollar amount on that time and be confident in selling the best product and then make that client really wowed by what you provide for them. Um, I'm really big on showing up online. I think we have such a gift of social media, which is incredible because when I started my business 14 years ago, we had no social media. I mean, I think maybe if I remember correctly, Facebook back then, I sound like a dinosaur, um, was, um, was just for college students, but we really had this, you had to take out advertising. You had to pay for advertising. And in my first year in business, gosh, we spent a fortune. I mean, we spent 
five figures on advertising, which was silliness. I mean, it wasn't because that was my only option, but now you can get into business and never pay a dime for advertising and reach so many of your perfect clients because you can show up online. That can be really hard as a mom because you've got kids, but Ashley, I love watching how you show up because you're like, I am a business owner, I am a mentor, but I'm also a mom. And so I show up like in car line or with my kids in the back seat or, you know, just making breakfast or whatever it is that you're doing, show your real authentic self because that's what people want to buy from. They want to understand who you are as a person because people buy from people. So you don't have to have this beautifully curated feed. And one of the things I always like to tell people to do on my feed is if you pop over to Instagram, you can follow me over on Instagram. I'm at Brandy Gar. And <laughs> my feed looks very beautifully curated now um, because I have people that do it for me, but I don't, that is not how it was. Like when, if you scroll to the bottom, oh my gosh, you guys, it's, I left it all there because I wanted people to be able to see the journey of like, you don't just come on the market and all of a sudden know how to be this perfect person showing up online. You have to do it and totally suck at it for a while and learn like, okay, I didn't like how, what I said there, or, you know, I went live and I had dogs barking in the background or I had kids screaming in the background, whatever. And you keep getting better at it and you keep figuring out what your voice is. It took me so long to figure out where does my impact lie in the world? Like, I know I want to teach wedding professionals, but what, what is the greatest impact I can provide from my platform? And it took me a long time, but it took me a long time of actually doing it. You can't learn from the sidelines. Like you can't, I mean, that's just a simple fact. So you have to get out there, show your face, get on social media know where your ideal clients lie. I mean, if you're a service-based business, my guess is your clients are on Instagram. They may be also on Facebook or LinkedIn, but I would encourage you to pick one platform where the largest majority of your clients may be. Oh, if I could share anything with you guys, it would be, I would go live and one person would show up. I mean, one. I would go live and no one would show up or I'd go live. My tech would fail. I can't tell you the number of times I got off of doing lives and I would just ball in my office. And my husband was like, Brandy, you did great. I'm like, no, the stupid thing was losing connection constantly. Like, and he was like, you got to keep doing it. You're going to learn every time. And now, I mean, if you put a camera in front of my face right now, I could just go live and start talking because I've done it so many times. I've had every issue you could possibly be afraid of having spitting on camera. I, you know, my, I've had wardrobe malfunctions on camera. I've had a curl sticking up and not realize it until I'm halfway through it. Um, everything you can imagine. So I just really want to encourage you guys to like, if you believe in the product that you're selling, whether that's yourself or a product, then believe in it and get online and tell people why they can't be without your product because you have to believe in it yourself before someone else is going to want to buy it. That was a really long answer to your question, Ashley. I'm sorry. No, that was a beautiful answer. Thank you. I love that. I literally could sit and talk to you all day. I just feel <laughs> like you have such a way of speaking. You have such a gift of making things feel like attainable. Mm, thank you. Sorry, my alarm just went off. <laughs> you have a way of making things just feel very attainable for people and just giving them the permission also to mess up and fail because yes. 
failure really is nothing to be afraid of. It teaches us, it helps us grow. It makes us learn for, you know, the future and to make different choices. And so I'm just so blessed to have you on our show. And I know that you have your own show. So talk about that just for a second. Let everybody know how they can connect with you and further learn from you. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley, for asking me to be on. I've, you know, I've spoken in your membership as well, the Purpose Gathering Collective. It is, you have such an engaged group of women. It's so powerful over there. So I really appreciated getting to be there and then now here on the podcast. And um, I do have my own podcast. It's called She Who Dares. And it's a podcast for small business creatives. So if you can't already tell by the passion in my voice, I tend to have people on and I want to peel back the curtain a little bit and say, you know, you're successful now, but what was it like in the beginning? Because there's so many people just starting out and they want to hear like, gosh, I see this person now and they're so amazing. And you almost don't believe that they had a start. You know, you don't, you think that, no, they came on the market perfect and they didn't, I promise you. So I interview a lot of small business, um, creative, successful small businesses that really talk about their background and like how they started things they wish they would have known. Um, and then I also have educational episodes as well, all for creative small businesses. So things like showing up online and, um, you know, um, bookkeeping, I'm very passionate about teaching business owners, how to do it easy, quick, and efficiently and like get back to running their business. So you'll never hear me tell you all the ways to beat the algorithm on Instagram or exactly how to use QuickBooks. I'm like, no, I just need to know how much of this do I need to know to continue running my business successfully. (laughs) So that's what I share over on the She Who Dares podcast. And I love having guests over there as well. And then you can find me on all platforms. I'm on, um, Gosh, Instagram is probably my main one. Pinterest, Facebook, LinkedIn are all at Brandy Gar. And I'm also over on YouTube. So we drop YouTube videos, behind the scenes of our podcast interviews over there. And we have a lot of fun with our YouTube channel as well. So I'm Brandy Gar, or my channel is called Brandy Gar over there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brandy. This has been an absolute delight. So I just want to say thank you again for being here. And I'm definitely going to have you back on in the future. (laughs) Yay. I can't wait. Thanks, Ashley. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, mamas. Wasn't that incredible? I just love every conversation I have with Brandy. I think she is an absolutely phenomenal business owner. I love what she teaches. She just makes everything so simple and straightforward. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram, and tag me at The Purpose Gathering and Brandy at Brandy Gar. That's Brandy with two E's and Gar with two A's. That way more mamas out there can hear this information and start to see a transformation in their business so that they can get paid what they're worth. I look forward to having these conversations with you every single week, and I hope you learned some impactful information today. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you, and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. For more resources and to become a part of our amazing online community, 
and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave me a review on iTunes. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find the show. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.